Yeah. Cool. We'll start from scratch, guys. Sorry, take two sauce out of it. Guys, <laughs> it's like awkward squared, another take. <coughs> Checking, checking, checking. Check, check, one, two. Yeah. We're gonna have to get like someone to do us a hipster, like you know, SABC, it used to go live, live, like a live, yeah, and a little, yeah, red, live. A little red, and, a red and green live. Yeah, because what we lights. do is we scribble technical issues on the thing when it's like, that's <laughs> <laughs> very ghetto. Just get one of those color boards and then just somebody goes, exactly, dude, see how long you can hold it. Cool, we live. Folks, welcome to another Hotbox podcast. Uh, this evening we'll be speaking Lang Dank with myself, Buzz, Owen, Brandon, and Dan the Grow Man. Uh, before we get into <coughs> any of the depth of things, we've got Jules and Myrtle live at the moment from Vienna at some big deal UN drug policy conference. Uh, Jules, can you tell us a little bit about where you're at and what's going on? No Viennas, no Viennas. Viennas give you give you all kinds of diseases. No Viennas, bro. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was gonna say, sorry, Myrtle, our apologies. <laughs> but as long as you got your vape pen, buddy. That's a beautiful time to be the Danbar. Jules. We can hear you and all that. Cool. Let's go. Cool, man. Jules, I think. Good job. Cool, man. Uh, I think we're looking forward to the update. We'll speak loads about it when you get back. I think for now, much love from SA. Uh, work on those THC levels real soon, like, eh? Yeah, well, thanks very much, Trevor. Uh, like you're going to have daily Facebook updates. We've got two or three of them. Uh, we're going to have one tomorrow. Wow. Good thanks, job. Buddy. Thank you. Take care, man. Give them help. Wow, that's good stuff, huh?
quite good news, eh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. International, hey? Yeah. International. I never, knew, I never had a real perspective on it being in LA all the time. You know, I just had my friends always telling me what's going on with it. That's exactly what we're going to get to right now, because from what I understand, you have both done time in LA, hey? Mm. Okay, so our first top topic of the week, uh, this was a story in the NBCPhiladelphia.com, whatever. Uh, it's titled, Hershey Sues Marijuana Companies. And just to give you a bit of the blurb, uh, cannabis businesses, beware. The Hershey Co. is on the warpath. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the most famous confectionery peddler in the world has a well-documented history of actively protecting its trademarks. Uh, the marijuana uh, industry uh, is no exception. Uh, Although Hershey's has been relatively quiet in the marijuana se sector since it sued two cannabis businesses in 2014, the company seemingly ramped up its oversight of possible trademark infringements in 2017. So the nitty-gritty of the story is that Hershey's, and for folks who don't know, that's like the Cadbury's of America, yeah. I imagine. A big deal. Yeah. And Shit tasting chocolate, though. <sighs> commercial, really? dude. Oh, my the God. Man. Is this, are you going to tell me this is that whole story about where, what, what was what was the, the, the Stoner's version of it? Was, there was a thing called Cush, Cushies or whatever it was called. Uh, let's check it. So the deal is that they, they went after Harborside, which right. is a big name in LA from what I understand, right. and after some other small one. But why infringement on the logo? Yeah, the way the logo looks too but similar. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah, we had a similar yeah, thing. Yeah. I did a, we did a dad pack, and I called it Pac Man. I mean, Dad Man. Yeah. And the background was Pac Man, but he was goofed. He had a cross for an eye, <laughs> and the the little sticky guys with the dabs. You know, yeah, and there was a post, you know, my trademark uh, attorney got hold of me and said, yeah. Listen, you can't be doing that. Yeah. You can't. You know? Well, so, Gorilla Glue, we were but talking it was about Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue, you can't do anymore. Yes, you changed it. changed its name now. Yeah, yeah. no, you can't go. Oh, look, it's a small thing. I mean, really. No, nah, but it's important. People become. And I've. And this is something that I've noticed is, yeah. is, is, is just how finicky people have come with the different strands because there are so many different strands out there, and people are walking around now. I mean, Owen. Owen yeah. Lives in LA now at the moment, and and and, and you know he said he's everybody in South Africa smokes cheese. It's just cheese. It's cops and gas and it's gas and it's cheese and it's and it's like, you know, and, and people are like, how do we know that you know you, you're getting the cheese unless you know that particular strain? Yeah. Whereas in America there's all these other beautiful strains and stuff like that. And the thing is, and the thing is, people need to be finicky about their strains. We need to become more kind of like we were saying about the African strains. Keep yeah. them here, man. Yeah. Keep the IP here. Keep the intellectual property of the, the, the seeds and that in this country because the rest of the world wants them now. You know what I mean? So I've been, I'm, I'm cool with that, man. Don't copy. Don't, don't. Do yeah. something original. Innovate. Right? Yeah. Because innovate. what they were saying, they, they, exactly. were, yeah. they were knocking off. So what they've done is these oats made like a gummy bear thing. It's yeah. based on what's called like a Jolly Roger. Yeah. And they made it into a Jolly whatever. And Hershey said, although it wasn't the same, it was so similar. But the big deal is that, that like I said, they went after the small, but they made the mistake of going after Harborside, and Harborside said, whoa, we'll fight you back on this. No, oh, well, it's funny. It's a, it becomes a, a and and in the end, they won the case, because Hershey's, or they said, okay, we'll drop the charges, but you must sign a non-disclosure agreement about all of this shit. They said, no, fuck that. You want to be like that? But it was also weird because it wasn't oh, that like was clever play from the dark. It wasn't like yeah. Harborside made the things. What happened is it was a guy who made them and sold them to people, and Harborside sold these. Right. But they tried to like make a point of all Hershey's. Yeah, I mean they wouldn't expect you to come back at them either. You know, being Hershey's, they think yeah. you can throw that game in. But the way it works is they'll take tactics. Like and they'll be like, how comparable are the two logos? You know, yeah, yeah. trademark yeah. is a different. Because it also game. It comes down to things like colors and that. But like you're saying, maybe we should be original. But Absolutely. if we were going to see South African versions of things, Absolutely. would we see like daddy bears well, and any kind of creative? You yeah. smoke weed. You, let's be honest. Be honest. Let's, let's think about something. So when I was growing up, okay, and uh, there was that strain that came out of Durban called Durban Poison, and I remember getting those little Durban sticks. You know, going to your little pencils, pencils. Go, pencils. Oh, right, get little pencils and undo those pencils and hope that you get something out of it. That's that's how I grew up remembering Durban Poison. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, somebody. <clears throat> has apparently gotten a strain from Natal and is now calling it Durban Poison and is now being bred into so many other different uh, 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 strains in... in Girl Scout cookies, they say, as Durban Poison. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah. So now my question is, where, what was... It's like saying Malawi Cobb now. Malawi Cobb wasn't a strain. Malawi Cobb was the way they did it. They used to take it in a mini yeah, cob. technique. Yeah, technique. Yeah. Put it in the ground, leave it there, let it dry like it comes out, it comes out in little bricks. Hey, Malawi cob, Malawi cob, everyone, hey, I've got a Malawi cob. No, sure you got a Malawi cob, but what strain was it? We don't, nobody knows what it is. It's the same as Durban Poison. <clears throat> we don't know, but it's going back to the land races. We, there are land races, yeah, it, whether they be inbred, we can always back, back, whatever it is. And, Hard to find out. Yeah. 
but they're there. They're, they're there. That's yeah. right. I've heard of it's like a like a phantom out there. Because there's a doesn't seats for like twenty eight yeah. years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like the Durban Poison has got a point. That's a Dutch take on it. I think it's nineteen ninety two. Where they started developing it, I don't know if it was a sick man or one of the. I'm sure it was it when they did the strain hunters, man. And they did the Durban poison next to that. They're nothing alike. No, of course not. Durban poison was a horrible looking plant. I wonder who this the okay so. Oh, there you are. Gosner, Girl Scout cookies by Cookies Fam or by. Durban poison train wreck. Now who no no what I'm trying to basically get back is because I, I get the original the original Durban poison was a cherry pie that got crossed that right. made the Girl Scout cookies. Okay. So where who who was the person to, that came here and got our Durban poison right. and took it there? And took it there on the first instance twenty years ago, ten years ago. I don't know how long. So cherry that's what I'm trying to find out. Who is that person? Who is that person? Did it go to Amsterdam? Went to Amsterdam. So then then Amsterdam basically then passed on a. A crossed, their Durban poison, their Durban poison exactly. so a crossed version. So it wasn't yeah. actually like a direct well, lineage drop. But you need to understand, our weed at that stage was just grown like weed. It was different. So yeah, yeah, they've yeah. taken a seed now and given it like juice and spectrum. Yeah, but my, my base is, no, no, I'll tell yeah, you what no. happened is, they arrived here, strain engines, and they went to go get some weed and they got a matchbox or a newspaper. They opened it up and they went, Shit. Why, why did you Why did you sell me seeds? Is there no weed? But okay, we'll take these seeds. And right. they probably took all those seeds with them grew a shitload of them. I took the base one that yeah, they thought was that's exactly what it is. Durban exactly. poison. I'm yeah. telling you, they, they had no idea what was coming. They had a big bag like this. And it was so we got, we got, we got Shay, uh, Adam Shania basically saying that Absolutely. in Malawi, you've also got a, a Malawi land race. So Malawi cob was generally made then from Malawi Well, it's, land Malawi, race. it's Malawi gold. Malawi gold, there we the go. The cob is the process which he was yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. And the process... But even I, if you go there, it's hard to find. It is, I mean, because what I've heard that the traditional Malawi cob was, you would be in the banana... Cup or the, the there was corn, corn sorry corn corn, corn, corn cup yeah. wrapped up etc. But <laughs> that's not that's the dog singing. <laughs> yeah, that's the it. Hot boxes are <laughs> coming for us. <laughs> and what they would do is they would actually bury the corn cobs below the goat shed. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The goat shed would have the urine that would then obviously ferment around it, not it because it would protect it by the shell, but it would heat that's up, right. and the heat would then general general yeah. gently. Decarbon basically mature. I'm glad you're telling me that was it. And then the chief would never, never, ever, he will never drink, or not, not drink, sorry, sorry, drink. The, any elder would never smoke any kind of cob that was no older than a year. It had to be a year older. Wow, right? I didn't know because that. they want that cured, that amount of cure that they like. But so now, like if we so that's how quite a deep, like, Apparently, what if we think in the most extreme current sense of this thing, like if there were to be an artisanal version of the Malawi cob, you would want it to be grown indoor to the max, right? And dank to the max, mm. and then you also want to know that it's a non GMO mealy thing that it goes into. And no goats are urinating. Why are we getting there? We're getting there, and then you want to do it in some reclaimed upcycle hipster fucking jar <laughs> with your homebrew soil. That you get a vegan to piss on every day, <laughs> but ultimately, because what happens is, is, is that what happens is if you do that in a jar, the vegan doesn't need to piss in it. The vegan spirit will actually be sucked out of his body, and you can take it into that jar. That's what will happen. And then we so, compost yeah. the body. But now you, so you, Dan, you're bringing up a great point there because, like, even though there's these IP issues with like gummy bear knockoffs and things like that, mm. what we're seeing as well is IP issues. Within strains, like oh, you were yeah. saying, how do you know what you've exactly. got is Girl Scout cookies or cheese or skunk or the latest banana craze? How well, do you well, for know? us down here in, in, in the deep down Africa, Africa, we have to trust the most mainstream or a breeder that is true to his word that you've right. made a good contact with. Ah. You make good contact with him, they've got no reason to lie. In the game, in the, the day, there's a lot of cannabis growers and breeders that I've found that aren't out there to screw you over. Right. They're literally for, they're, they're real. It's like, they, love the plant, they love the plant, they love the plant. This is what we got, man. Yeah. And if you, can, if you can really get to them, they'll give you their honesty because they're not going to lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless really... you've got some knockoff dudes well, that are trying to. For the most part, you're right. I mean, you'll get the genetics from them, you know? Yeah, you got to really follow. But that's that's for us kind of guys that take take that into every day's thinking about weed. Other people don't. they just like, like what is this? Oh, it's a bag of Northern Lights. Cool. Fuck, man. I don't think that got sold it to you. He doesn't even know what it was because some dude just gave it to him and said yeah. it's skunk. And that and dude thought it was skunk, but it actually wasn't. It was some other fucking and, strain. And, so, and, and, and you've smoked long enough to know the difference between what's an indica dust and what's a sativa dust and what a hybrid dust. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's why I say I, I'm, 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 I'm done with those days of, of 
car guarding and trying to find. I would rather not smoke any weed than smoke shit weed or weed that I don't know. And it's, it's because and people are gonna. I'm, I'm, when it comes to that, I'm a vegan because I want to know what pesticides did you use. When did it, when, you know, how, all of that shit was, I, that's going into my lungs. I need to know that I'm not putting any, some foreign yeah. stuff into my lungs. I'm already carcinogens and all of that. Ah, let's get on to that situation. But so again, I always, you know, it's, it's finding that reputable person who's kind of, kind of, kind of give you what you, what you know works for you, you know, because I'm, I'm not a massive indica person. I don't like being, oh, I'm a creative. I, I like to be. I don't think anyone does your job. Like everyone's like pro sativa, huh? Like it, no, fuck like like that shit. Get cheese, high. Cheese is the, the choice of the Wait. day everywhere I go. That's cheese, what I said. Cheese, Wait, cheese, yeah. cock cheese, you name it. Any cock cheese. Here or there. You're hanging in the wrong yeah. places, buddy. Cheese has taken yeah. over this country no, like, no, a, like, like a rash, like a cheese, bad rash. But it's not because I go to Cape Town and I take, it cops and cops, cops and cops. And I'm like, cops and cops. But, but it's what cheese has done to the whole entire industry. Exactly yeah, that. Just, just He's saying, ah, Moses, gas. Because yeah. you're going to think, oh, okay, it's dank. Because they thought, you know, d- cheese was good. Let's right. not get it wrong. It was good back yeah, in the day. And if you got a good, it is. You get a good feel of it. It is delicious. Mm. But now everything is measured against cheese. And if it's not cheese's level, everyone's like, ah, man. But you know what the thing is? It's a demographic thing. Because even in the States, so that the East Coast, which is predominantly sativa, it's Blue Dreams. And sour diesels. Okay. That's that's a preference. Like when you go west diesel. coast, it's OG. Okay. So it's yeah. really like mm-hmm. the mix of the people. It's a weird phenomenon or whatever it is. But so, yeah. LA just want to get couch locked. That's it. <laughs> I don't just blame them. Really. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't want to be sitting them. in the traffic. I don't want to be going anywhere. It's them. a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And okay. whereas you know the east uh, the east coast is very much sour diesels and stuff. Yeah, like also, I find that cheese now for me has become more a grade than an actual strain. Yeah, so like, it, yeah. before it used to be outdoor and indoor. Yeah. Now it's outdoor, greenhouse, high grade, indoor. Boutique. Yeah. And then like, you get Swazi in there as a sub, because then Swazi refers to a grade. And Jack refers to a grade. For me, not cheese And below Jack is Cargoid. I just want everybody to know that that's where my grading is. Because I smoked so much cargoid weed when I was in at tech. I remember getting, and it's all, I laugh about it. I, it's not a joke. You used to get a matchbox and shake it and tune. Yo, there's maybe nothing here for like maybe a, a, a third of a joint. So you don't tune anyone. You uh-huh. get your little chill and pack a little bit of tobacco just to make that little bit work. But you know, had I known then about seeds, I would have kept all of those seeds. Yeah, well, I think all of them. It was good then, you know what I mean? Roll it was. With the sticks and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to go whiz, bang, fizz, snap, crackle, pop. It kind of chased up this overnight, yeah. I remember, you know, we had everyone with Swazi and Roybart and all these great strains. Mm. And then uh, decided to get a little indoor setup, start working out how to use yeah. some pumps. Mm. And then start doing like, uh, what was it? Orange Bud, AK-47. Yeah, Kelly Orange. Bazookas. Yeah, the bazookas. Uh, bro, and... Killed it. After that, it's like, okay, now we know mm-hmm. where we can go. You know, and that was a long time ago, really. It was like a long time 15 ago. years ago. But the times are changing. So let's get on to our next topic because it's a symptom of the times changing. So there was a story at Civilized Life, and it was titled, Makers of Coors Beer say marijuana legalization is a risk factor for their business. Of course it is. So this is basically <laughs> like Castle or someone saying, whoa, we're going to lose market share to weed. But let me give you Oaks the blurb and for use at home. Uh, beer is one of those industries that seems like no one would ever be able to stop it, right? Well, it turns out one of the biggest beer manufacturers in the world does see a threat on the horizon, mm. marijuana. In a financial document released a few weeks ago, Molson Coors, the company that makes both Miller and Coors brands, yeah. said they, they're monitoring the cannabis industry and how it will affect their sales. Listing it as one of the company's risk factors. They're worried that the consumers will use their extracurricular <laughs> money, their party money, to buy marijuana, marijuana instead of beers. beers. Yeah. You know, fuck you. Hey, well, let's say, let's have a look you. at the first month, or the first month that it was legalized in Colorado. Okay. Damn. Within that first month, Damn. there was, uh, there was uh, the difference in the tax amount made from yeah. alcohol and the tax amount made from, from weed. And it was millions Oh, look at that. Look at that product placement right there. Sponsor us. I drink a lot of it. Yeah. Too much. Green, right? green Coke. <laughs> can of cola. Can of cola. Um, so, yeah, I mean, of course they're going to be upset about it. I mean, I, let's, let's be honest. I, I, I used to love drinking alcohol. Alcohol was like a big part of my life, but it's not anymore. I, I, it's just not that important to me anymore. Yeah. Maybe in my 20s it was, but 
<clears throat> weed has been part of my life since I was like 17, 18 years old. So, you know, I, I have seen what alcohol does yeah. to people and I've seen what weed does to people. And let me tell you something. My friends and, and, and my close friends that smoke weed and that, they are incredibly productive and they've got their shit together and m most of them are not going through divorces and stuff like that and they've yeah. got their, their kids are incredibly beautiful and then you know I've, I've got friends and that, that have just gone through hell because of alcohol because of alcoholism and you know it's, it's a different beast man. Yeah, it's, it really isn't a oh, beast yeah. it's a different beast so I mean you know if you're going to talk from a personal perspective that yeah from a from a baseline of like are they going to lose money yes they are going to lose money I know that people would rather go out and get stunned and get, get fucking yeah. drunk on alcohol number one you wake up feeling better you know what I mean and they were saying, like, they've done the numbers, and they reckon a quarter of the beer market, if given the choice, would move to weed. Quarter. So they must be clever. I think that's highly conservative. You think? Oh, yeah. Too low, hey? Bet yeah. higher. How do, how do you guys feel about, about alcohol-infused... Uh, well, this is what, this is what um, the hairy farmer... <laughs> Great name. He's saying that's clever. They should make can of beer. Yeah. Craft can of beer. Yeah. Which is basically, if they were clever, they would. They would then <clears> say to themselves, well, let's invest in farms, let's invest in the community, let's rather get the product from them and start making something from it. Yeah, well, let's talk some boring grow yeah. shit. Aren't beer and weed, like, so close together? Because it's... Well, hops, barley uh, hops. Yeah, yeah. It, I've heard, I've heard that technically they are so close together that if you splice a clone from a weed plant and graft it to a hops plant mm. or barley plant, mm. it will grow. They're apparently like so, so, so <laughs> close. Well, if you splice the plant, you can really. Yeah, you, you pretty, I mean, I guess the plants would have to be the same for it to grow really in unison. Yeah, who knows? But there weed. has been talk of Oaks doing that with a barley plant. I've just heard, I've just heard. But it doesn't work. It doesn't, it never gets past what we wanted to do. Like, Look imagine growing, sorry, imagine growing buds on long vines that are 10 meters long high. I mean, that would be amazing. Little nugs all the way up. Yeah, it's it the same genome or the same family of plants but look my personal nice feeling about all of this mm. is i think you should keep the two separate man i just think the alcohol must be for alcohol and if you know man, and, and because i know they brought a can of wine and all those kind of stuff and i'm i don't know i don't know maybe because like i've had some really bad experiences being a stoner who also at some for a very long time in my life loved jack daniels more than anything else <laughs> but the problem is that i would go and get pissed and then smoke a joint and then drink some more and smoke some more and it was just never a good idea so yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that if, might not if be that, a good idea to do it at all at all well this is my point you know what i mean so this is my this is why i'm saying i don't know so much about the whole idea of it being being fused and stuff like that i think i don't know well this guy's gonna go off red essay says he's gonna think of dropping some dry buds instead of his dry hops into a brew so, I think it's totally possible. Let us know I'll, how it goes. Yeah, dude, I'd love to know how that goes. If you it's, do it, it's, as long as it doesn't make me drunk, let us know. I, I don't. But it will. <laughs> no, then I don't want to. Try it will. It. You know, if you want to make. <laughs> do you know what it needs to be. If we're no. gonna do, if we're gonna do a rip off of a product, it needs to be bad. Light. Yeah, or Bud Light or uh, Coca-Cola, but you got Cola-Cola. Cola-Cola. <laughs> 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 cool drink flavored. Like, whatever about, flavor you want. Yeah, you want some about blueberry? What's it? A gin and chronic. Gin and chronic. Yeah, gin and chronic. Let's keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, what you think. What, what would be your latest <laughs> like, or fucking local? No, a friend of mine did that. We were sitting at a bar in Cape Town the one day, and he was a big fan of, of gin and chronic. And uh, he'd got some like CBD, THC, one-to-one -one drops, and he dropped it in there, and I, I said, let me taste this. And it was the most delicious thing. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of gin and tonic at all, but it tasted like Well, there's a, there's a, um, that's a very nice, a nice big stubble slurry. Yeah, like there's, there's guys overseas that I've seen in America that are in Canada, actually, where they're making turf champagne. Well, that's my younger brother. They're taking, they're making turf champagne. Yeah, all right, yeah. cool. They're doing that, eh? And it's patent, I think, three months ago now. What is this? Hang on, what is this we're talking about here for everyone's sake? I'll pull up a picture for you. Yeah, so no, I, I, I just know it from the tech side. I yeah. don't know the product side that he knows of, but I just know that there's this turf champagne that these guys are making. It's quite exclusive. It's terpenes okay. champagne. Terpene it's carbonated champagne. water with terpenes in it. It's the most exactly. energetically refreshing um, hit of mm, mm, happiness. happiness. <laughs> imagine, so imagine all, all the flavor you could ever. All the champagne, it gives it such a go. great nose. That's it. Or what but if you put no like... psychoactive effect at all. Like it is yeah. just gives you a great thing. nose. Great nose. So I, I love that terminology. No, he's going to try it. Good road. Good one. Off-road, he says he's going to try and make the hops for us. Wait, right. let, send us it, dude. Yeah. Tell us when it happens. Let us know. We'll drink send that it in. shit, dude. We'll review your beer for us yeah, on your just show. just mustn't explode in the Korea, dude. <laughs>
Mary Lou wants to know <clears throat> if she can send some cannabis art cushions to the Mary Java show. With pleasure. That is well, well, let's, well, let's hang on. Guys, you sound like fucking telepathetic. <laughs> uh, Brandon, uh, you, can you, we've got That's the it. skit lined up. You did a, a kiss skit. Champagne, two uh, Canada boys and, uh, and Mary Guys, have we got it lined, DJs? Been on a uh, let's have a quick ice. look at the skit and then can you tell us a little bit about... Uh, I keep calling it the MJ Cafe, but it's the what's... It's yeah, the, that's right. MJ's MJ great. MJ Cafe is a good way to pick it. Mary Java, man. Mary Java Coffee Shop, eh? What is Mary Java? So, you know, uh, I've been, I was always a fan of of, of, of Jules and Myrtle because they were in the film industry before they became the Ducky Couple. And I don't think many people knew about that. So I said to her the one day, said to them, listen, I had this idea to shoot a... Sir, how high are you? No, officer, you're wrong. Yeah, we were speaking about that. Hi. Hello. How are you? To people and say, listen, someone just smoke weed. So what? Everybody knows that now. But what don't they know about you? Which is what I wanted to, which is where the idea of the talk show came from. And then um, a friend of mine who is in Amsterdam, he, he um, uh, approached me and he said to me, look, he's got these ideas for coffee shops should become legal in this country. And we spoke about it and he said, well, why don't we launch the brand Mary Java? It was, you know, Mary, mm. Java conversation, Mary Java. But the problem is, he was saying that in Amsterdam, the big problem is that there's not good coffee. And we really want to serve good coffee in our shops as well. So we're sourcing African beans at the moment. Okay. So we, when, when it does become legal, we will be hopefully running as a proper, proper coffee shop with, with weed and edibles and all kinds of stuff. But um, up until that point, it will be a show. And part of the show is us finding property and developing a, a show. But getting to meet people. And I know that we're going to have you and both Dan on our show pretty soon as well. That's great. <laughs> no, because it, it's, important, it's important. You know, we, we, we hit... We hit a different audience, uh, audience memory, um, uh, audience uh, <coughs> market and stuff like that, uh, with our different shows. And, and I think it's it's good that people know that it's not just we're not we're not divided in our in our in our um, fight to free the plant. Yeah, you know, we're, we're in it together, you know. And I I just feel that you know I came out the green closet many many years ago because I'm tired of living the lie, you know, of hiding behind a brick of the wall and smoking like a ten year old. And I, you know, I mean, I, I work really really fucking hard. I if my professional life was was run, if my personal life was run like my professional life, I'd have a, an amazing life. But you know, my professional life is important to me. What I do for a living is very, very important to me. So whether I smoke weed or not, I'm a professional person. I get the job done and I get a shit. So I got tired of being scared about the fact that, okay, it, it, for some reason, because people now knew that I, I smoked weed, I had to be on cue, on point all the time on set because I didn't want that motherfucker to say, oh, he doesn't smoke weed. He can fuck up his lines as many times as he wants. Well, he doesn't, you know, but, oh, Brandon fucks up his lines. Oh, he's a, <coughs> so I don't fuck up. Yeah. I don't fuck up. So I'm just saying. It works for you, though. It works for you. Yeah, it works for me. You know, and the thing is, I just, I just think that people need to, the, the, there's so much more to us than just, oh, look, the whole weed thing. So. You know, even Andrew, Andrew Warsdale was one of our interviewees. He's, he's one of the most yes. amazing directors. And I, I, I love him, but people are so caught up in all these other bullshit that he's involved in. Yeah. They don't really know who he is. And I got who he is up in the show, in the interview. So thank you very much for having us here again and, and punting our show. I, we, I mean, you know, I'm proud of being part of, yeah, of you guys. And, you know, and, and have we got um, the skit lined up? Yeah. Let's give it a guys. This might go well. It might not. But let's give it a shot. Let's have a, a lol quick, eh? <laughs> a lol. <laughs> lots, of, lots of love. My mom was too low. <laughs> Sir, how high are you? No, officer, you're wrong. It's high. How are you? So you brought up like a very important thing there is that that because I smoke weed isn't the only dimension of me. Yeah, people. Now, are, I know with Dan and me, it's probably a lot more than most people. Our lives are pretty saturated by the culture and the fact and all that. But like you're saying, it's it's not one dimensional. But the moment people know that about you, they suddenly put. A context to you or a box or a stereo and that, and that's such a so sad because you know what i mean i used to be, i used to be that person and i used to be that person with and i'm talking just general it doesn't have to be weed you know you just <coughs> label people and you you miss out on so much beauty and 
connection with people that sometimes, and I find this with weed smokers, they are probably some of the most honest human beings that I've sat with because they're actually tired of all the bullshit and the lies and the stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think I, whether there's a status to break, and I hate using the word to normalize smoking weed, it's because of the, the, the laws, and, and you know, and I know we're getting so upset with the cops and stuff like that, with all these raids that are going on, and I want to tell people it's not the cops' fault, man. We need to change the law. Well... It's, it's 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 that you're a soft target. We come to terms with the fact that weed smokers are soft targets. We are soft targets, and and the cops and cops are gonna do what they need to do. You know what I mean? It's we've got to change the law so that they actually have. Leverage is gonna do other stuff and not worry about this. Again, shit. you're being telepathetic because <laughs> just this week our next story is about this. Nice is no. that that's what that's what nice no, yeah. yeah. So in Judas Square, for those who don't know, it's basically a Rasta community within Neisner and they hang out and they do their Rasta things and all that. But this week, it was a pretty shoddy picture, but basically 17 cop vans pulled up to raid this little Rasta community. 17 cop vans. They stopped everything in Neisner. They must have called in extra cop vans right. and sheriffs and whatevers to come raid these oaks. Right. But in the meantime, you sit there and you look at oaks like the Guptas. And you look at your TV that was stolen last year that oh, you've heard nothing about or whatever. Leave those oaks. Yeah. Let's go arrest the rustlers. Let's go arrest the easy spot targets. Not going to shoot back. Yeah, Brendan held them ahead. It's the same in the US. They do the same thing. But the good thing about it now, when you say denormalize or break in the box or the, the top cost of a stonehead, like I'll be going to meetings now and we're busy working with the Sudu projects and the Swazi projects. And um, you'll be sitting at a table with CFOs and CEOs of the biggest fucking businesses. The biggest. And I'd splurge out, you know, so what are you doing in LA? You know, they kind of know what's going on. But then I mentioned, you know, we've got commercial growers now. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow. Because my grandmother's using this oil and boom, boom, boom. And then you start seeing people that you never consume are smoking or using. They absolutely are. And it's so weird. because we're so typecast. And you know what? It's not... To public, it's more governmental when it's demonized, but then also movies like Cheech and Chong, so you get that association immediately. Mm. But I know guys that are rolling in it, highly successful, and on the stoner tip top cost, no, that's not weed. Every day. You know what makes yeah. me really sad? Is that you know what makes me really sad? Because I'm so open is, about it. Is that I'm like, so you know, I'm having a lot of water and you go to school and, and you know, you meet people and you chat to people. No, people that, no one's trying to give me the look, but in those quiet moments, they're like, in those quiet moments, they're like, I'm just like cancer, man. My, my sister's got arthritis or, and I'm like listen I know the right people I can put you in contact with them you know what I mean because, and that's what it is but it's all done very quietly I'd, I'd love to be able to take all those periods to take recent guys you know I can put you in contact with the right people for whatever it is for your for, 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 you know bombs and drops and liquids and you know there are there are reputable people out there that are, are, but it's, it's all still so I don't know it's still very I think, and I, I think the biggest, if I can, if I, I were to define the demographic that I'm seeing into the, the market the most at the moment, because you said everyone's granny and auntie, right. 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 every time there's a D-Day, I see more of these people, and, people, and, and I think it's the sort of pages we're getting are more from these sort of people, are the people who would typically have a U or Hospital Nerd magazine. But they've been lying to all these years, they've been lying to all these years, and now, and my mom's coming on our show. My mom was very much on our show. My mom was very much on our show. You know, she's now off whatever the tablet is again. She actually tested. She said, no, no, it must be a brain thing. So she stopped. She stopped. And then she stopped. And then got back onto it. And she said to me, my boy, you've done it. And now my uncle's got it for some reason. With another auntie who uses it for what? And yeah, you know, for years, and I kind of, and yeah, the conversation years, I had with my mother, I was shown I was and now, 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 and
Anyway, I'm just saying, I just, I just think, anyway, I think I'm it's important that people do not mindset these new changes because they're the new strike here, they're over the cost of the general, they're the whole big theory that goes behind all of them, but it's more, it's kind of, I don't know, but I take the tab that's going back to that. Whatever you need to do to justify this statement, I'm okay with it. Just high CBD, Everyone's a fucking DJ. Everyone's a girl, but they're forgetting the point. The point that we bring in across is uplifting in LA. It's what Brandon's trying to do. breaking that cost of the stone. You know, it's educating people on what it can do. This has been doing us for so long. We all theoretically carry the burden and um, there's been so many, I mean, centuries of people going to jail and whatever the case may be. Persecuted. You know, we got to carry that up. Like, you're going to carry that up. We're busy working on people's cases, you know, in jail. I mean, if that's, that's where it's Imagine if they get rid of every person, every person that has the opportunity to use the world on whatever you You've got a guy coming in who's suffering with terrible causes. You're making his own work. Also, awful. And he's going to come in and fight you because this is where I can now walk, I can move, I can do things that I wasn't able to do on the other side. I'm not going to say the other stuff. I'm not going to tell you the other stuff. Because the truth is that the world, we need proof, we need proof. We need to have meetings, we have the meetings that we had to show the proof of the proof that we had. There's been so many scientific proofs and stuff like this. It's now time to start finding human people that go, yes, I'm, I, I do have cancer. It's my last hope. What can, what, what's the worst that can happen? I can sleep for 14 hours a day. Okay. I think there's, there's two big points here. You get the first up away. Is that... You're, you're like, you're on the head there. It's, like, I know everyone's saying more studies on that, but I really feel like it's great. Everyone should have that discussion. Maybe we should start a discussion of showing the study that says if I want to smoke a joint, you must put me in the gym. I don't see that study. So we must start with that first, or any other fucking study story. But Owen, you said a thing earlier, you said Chishin Chong. for me is a contentious thing. So, I think they were amazing because they gave that impression. But there's no disputing, they're funny, but you think they did more good or bad. I think they knew yeah, exactly what they were doing. Because I think they were doing I think they were doing those roles beautifully. I think at the time, with the way the laws were going and, you know, the establishment of the FBI and all that stuff, and then you drug, they warned on drugs and that. Yeah, exactly. I think it was the wrong time. I think it was the wrong time. time. But they also brought a little bit to the whole thing. Because it made it fun. They made it exactly what it is. But for the hippies, the guys that were there got it. They got it. But the people that weren't there, and you know people that don't want to be there. I mean, some of them are pretty bad. My whole life, it's not the good thing. I get it. It's not just... Something totally different, man. You know what I mean? But anyway, so I don't know. I don't know. I think I think they marked a turning point. In the history of marijuana, as as becoming a very busy thing, because after that it became a whole bunch of movies came out, stoner movies came out, stuff like that. And yes, it led to a lot of good things. But I think the person who was uneducated, that was his impersonation, or that was his impression of what a stoner. You know, then you get Bob and Silent Joe. Well, that's exactly because now you're arguing against yourself because it does create that. Persona, they find yeah. it was undoubtedly funny. Right. Right. But, but for the stoners, we got it. You feel like, come on, man. You know what, what? And let's be honest, we all know that fucking stoner. Uh, we all know that one person. We all know that one person. Uh, you know, <laughs> and that's cool. Uh, 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 yeah, I can't stand it. Well, let's let's do this. Let's put it to a vote. If you want to motivate to not dance, Chi Chung Chung, good or bad for the stoner bar? Good or bad? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. I mean, you. What? 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 Hindsight. Hindsight. How bad is this compared to what you know? Watch any of these other movies where you watch the college kids getting pissed out of their mind, drunk house parties get fucking totally drunk, and it's cool though. It's but it's cool. How can how can how can cruising around, laughing, getting grilled? Come on. And listen, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'm a fan of them, man. I mean, like. Chichang with the Corsican brothers. To me, it's still 
it's all it's features that is you have to be stoned to watch that movie. You know what we should do? I think we should make an episode about the podcast for a week and watch all of them, including the Corsican, because that's contentious. And we do an episode about just teaching John. Look, I think I think I think I think they last week. You must take it out Corsican man. I think I think at the time they served the purpose and that purpose was good for one side and an assumption made by the uneducated non-smoking side. That that's the way it was. In not, in, and not seeing that they were taking the piss out of it. Because that's what they were doing. Chong, wasn't it taking the song like that? The Fabulous Freeze Brothers. Yes, the Freeze Brothers. She's now sort of it up with two and two. They're acted like Chong. I think it was so like... Your vote is obviously... It was more good than bad. Yeah, of course it was. Owen, more good than bad. I think it was bad, eh? Bad for all the right reasons. Bad for all the right reasons. It, it really cemented the stereotypes really cemented for a while. But it's one of those things that it also, it significates, whatever. Historically, it's that moment for me and the Fabulous Week Brothers are the same symptoms of when we culture began. When we culture's life began. So I said it was perfectly planned. They were not idiots. My thing is this though, okay. All over the world, that fight is over, Buzz. That fight's over. We're still fighting that fight, you You know what I mean? Overseas, that fight's over. You know, you know America now, it's been legalized. There's no such thing as. And I've been in Canada where when I was shooting uh, Elysium, and there they, they, they go down and smoke, and uh, what's his name? Uh, that, that, Mark Emery. Yeah, at his place. Smoke a joint, and everyone didn't mind. But yes, I lit up a cigarette. It looks like you know what I mean? I, I enjoyed that. You know what I mean? I enjoyed that. Stopping from smoking. I've had bad smoking. smoke. In some ways, Since you've been in LA, you know, there's always this thing like weed makes you paranoid. But it's also the fact that it's illegal that probably makes you a bit paranoid. Of course it does. But now, like, when you're in LA, is it, do you, have you ever been, like, comfortable enough with weed there where you're not paranoid? Where it just is? Absolutely. So, just okay. I went to Venice Beach for the first time and I, I walked to, to a doctor the first time I was in LA. Yeah, that's the first time we've seen each other. It had been a while since we've seen each other. My girlfriend went in and she <coughs> went to a doctor and the doctor said, What is your problem? She said, Hi. What is your problem? No. <laughs> she pointed at me. Looking at his boy. Can't sleep at night. Paid, I found it was $50. Got a 31 day license. And we walked down Venice Beach, we walked down Venice Beach smoking and it was the most amazing thing because nobody cared. Nobody, nobody cared. Nobody cared. No, it's very relaxed. I mean, no, it's very relaxed. LA, I mean, they do. You know, even before it was part it's just been very relaxed. It's been a waste of time to confront this law wise, you know. But uh, legal wise, in terms of a bigger institution, a bigger growth facility. It's still federally illegal. Yeah, you know, so they have that, you know, if they really wanted to, but the Obama administration dedicated no funds to the Fed in terms of prosecution. But now, it's funny you mentioned it, now it's kind of coming up again. We're in a whole new ballgame now. Now it's getting legalized and reckrised and regulated through the state. And, um, so it gets tricky. It's always been a little gray so area, but for LA, it's just everyone just like, it's, just, yeah, it's a whole new world. Yeah. So guys, this is like when you watch Pacello with your old man. Toppling whatever, and they cut to the grow insert of Dan and Ann. So uh, it's getting to that time of year. Let's talk harvesting. So we don't have to go into the like the most deepest shit about harvesting, but like if you were to give a noob some advice about like what things to do and what things not to do when it comes to harvesting, kick us off. I actually wanted to hear what our man Omi has to say. Yeah, because it is quite a different way to look at it. I think I mean we we do a different technique completely here, or at least it's perceived. What what do you guys do up there? So like let's say just to kick off, I think let's start at the beginning. Let's what's your experience in LA? What do oaks usually do? They got the bud. Ready now, it's time to harvest. What's their process? Dry trim, wet trim? Look, it really depends. I mean, if you're doing like a mom and pop grow, like a thousand foot, uh, guys would just cut it in the pot and let it dry out there, standing up. 
Um, but when you get into a larger facility, like the Nani Light Grow, and there's five rooms, um, you know, we just remove all the sunbeams, obviously, and then we just dry hang them, you know, in a nice uh, uh, 60, 60 humidity and just let it do its thing for about nine days. And uh, we, do it, we do it kind of pre-trim, but you really want to save our sugars and terpenes, we get a bigger profile if we need more leaves on. No sun leaves, obviously, but uh, yeah, I mean, I know guys are just cut in the pot, like I said, and um, but we got rails and racks, and we hang them up and put them into like a cane. And is that an, is that an important thing? Sorry, Tom. Oh, and then do 50, 60, what do you just say? Oh, yeah. Because what, you, can't what, what, you just said a word now. What, what, you just said a word like, now. Yes, look it up, what is curing? What, what is drying? So you chop your bag, hang it up, where do you hang it? Where do you, like, so you chop it now? Where does it go? Where do you cure it? Dry it enough so that, but like you're saying, you dry it for a few days, make sure that it's most of the moisture is out, and then you would want to put it into a glass jar or into some kind of airtight jar, which then allows it to redistribute the moisture without throughout the bud. So you have like a crispy outside with a bit of a sticky the center, maybe. I mean, that's more of the best way I could describe it. And also, it enhances the flavor, and it also it ages. Your terpene profile will sort of be more pronounced um, if you have done the right. Procedures. Okay, so in an ideal world, you take your bat now, you get a good pair of scissors, you hang it up to dry yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you take off all the dead leaves, some directly on the flower, dark room, no lights, cool, and then good airflow though, I mean good circulation, you don't want to stay you don't want them too close to each other either, you're creating humidity, and there's about 75 of them getting PM all over your flowers, boy, you know stuff, so you just keep it down to like 60, and it's a good humidity for curing as well, so I feel like we do a different process, I've dried in a cold room, um, so it takes a little longer to dry. Yeah. But I find my turkey profile gets like, a touch of fucking nose, it's not actually that easy. Like, you bagged and you explain it. So we do it dry, but the way we're drying it is part curing. And then for the curing process, you'll have like, uh, well, we've got these cabinets, and um, they're basically vacuum. And then that just releases the vacuum every like 30 minutes, depending on where you are in your cure. But about 10 days, you can have a full cured bud. So it's just popping it, airing it out, shaking them around, close it up if you're doing like, South Africa's smaller grows, like mm. tents. So you'd like get a turkey bag. Once it's dried for 10 days, do a proper trim. And then you'd bag it up, let it bag. And then every day, open it up, mix it up for 30 minutes, close it, do that for about, I don't know, like two weeks. And you've got Sounds a cool, like you've got a, a lot nice. of work. <laughs> oh, I know what everyone wants Sounds to grow like weed. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, and grow weed, but if you want dank weed, you've you got to cure properly. Oh uh, man, that's something. I'm like, what? That's good. If you really want, I mean, it's got to that point where you know you're either drinking a street bourbon or a beer. Here we go. Beer, you know, this is not easy. Curing is the most important. It's, it's yeah. not easy because this is for me harvesting and curing is where the magic happens. Absolutely. That's that's the art of it. No, you can destroy the whole entire. Crop is just a shit dry and a shit cure. And how would a person know when the time is right? Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking plant. about that on the way here. And I was how thinking to myself, know? you know, a lot of South Africans, well, a lot of what we say South Africans, what we've heard is, you know, look at the, the not trichrome, the pistols. 70% dry on the pistols. And I was saying, and just to myself, explain, the pistols are those white pubes. Yeah, so basically what I was saying to you is, the pistols aren't actually a good indication because pistols are only used to collect pollen in order to reproduce, in order to drop seed. That's their main function. They have no other function but that. So if you're going to say 70%, yes, it could be well into the matured stage of the trichromes, but you actually have to get a loop or a magnifying glass and look at your trichromes to see the degradation, what level. You know, you've got your three stages that are generally known, your clear, your milky, and your... And what are trichromes? Trichromes are basically the capsules that hold the THC. The trichrome is what, is what we want, man. That is what it. We want as many trichromes as possible. I've heard that. You said something? It goes what three colors? Amber. Yeah, milky, clear, milky, and amber. Clear, milky, amber. I've heard that, I've, uh, that, that I have heard. And generally, the more amber, the more heavily, heavy, matured it's going to be. So more of a degraded a THC, more, so more, more less THCA, yeah. more THC, exactly, more cash lock. Yeah. If you bring it more into the milky side, that's the, the most ripest time, they say. You know, that's the best, the peak, peak time. And of I, the I hate to be crude in my analogy, yeah, but from what I understand, trichomes are those sticky little sugary things. Little mushrooms. Little, things. little so mushrooms that they When you look at them, take a lacquer photo or a loop or whatever, but from what I understand, the best time to harvest is when those little mushroom oaks are basically a cum color. 
Creamy. It's Milky. like a creamy translucent. That's one way to fucking put it. Yeah, like I've never <laughs> ever heard that in my life. But hey, babe, what is the color of your cum? Cut. <laughs> yeah, that's when you send your chicken to grow and you're like, right. <laughs> and this is what you're going to look for. Really beautiful yeah. thing, so sexually. But I know, like, like, uh, it's inappropriate. The, milk the, touch. Milky, the milky is good, but we, we would take you it like? down on the 30% amber. Amber, and then, okay. Like yeah. when you were going 30%, the red hairs mm. are. are Still white and seventy red. Mm. That used to. I mean, we were doing that at you know when we were base kids. level when we were kids. Exactly. Yeah, that but was, now that was like the rule of thumb. Yeah. There yeah. is some kind of angle on that, but but the also it, now, if you based out on, if you based out in the field, yeah, for sure, 100. use the tri- use the yeah. pistols and say, cool. Well, they even wait until they eighty. But from what I understand as well, the science has become such a big thing that they're able to also now extract certain things out of the plants so now, now they're able to take thca yeah. and extract it directly from the plants so of the people who don't want to get high don't feel the high because people have got to understand that that molecule goes through changes it matures so it goes to thca goes to thc and then it becomes the cbn if you leave it down too long and there's a whole bunch of things that happen to this molecule and they've got it to a science they know that if the, they if they've got the thca what it does what the cbn does what the cbc does what the what the what, what, all of those things they've now got it up, up to a point where they understand so don't tell me there's not enough research if you know what one little thing out of a massive thing can do to one thing mm. you've done enough research to know what it yeah. does so you know they've gotten that to a point for especially with cancer patients and that um, and I think it's great I think it's fantastic that I've I've heard of of the research that's been done is nowhere near what well, what it's, it's like a basically a pin and pinprick in this oh, yeah, whole oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can take any profile of CBD, CBNs, THC, THCA because that's the, obviously if you had to ratio them all out and get that as one instead of just only THC or whatever it was. Right, it's like one twenty nine already. Yeah. Just so many. I and mean, then, well, just your just your, your 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 profile, the compounds, cannabinoids, yeah. cannabinoids. Yeah. Then mix that with any mixture of terpenes. The the pro the, the, the possibilities are endless, and they haven't and even. They haven't Israel's even. Israel's ahead of like. A lot yeah, Israel's probably the most, now, the like furthest ahead in the research years, side. So yeah, it'll, it'll be another topic we have to speak about because a lot of the guys that I've been speaking to that have been getting results from, from, plant is, full plants. Yeah, fico, full plant extracts and all that. But that's so we know that like, everyone's been THC before for the last 50, 60, 70, yeah. million years, yeah. and now everyone's starting to look at the other dimensions. But if you look at it in a purely recreational context now. It's getting a bit more Moorish. So before we would just buy the strongest bud. But now things and everything is becoming an option. Yeah. So in, in an ideal world, if you can visualize this with me, we're getting to the point now where guys, if we, had to, if we had to <laughs> prematurely harvest the plant that only had clear trichomes yeah. and make dab out of that, no. it would be glass. Yes. Or you think we'll no. always get color. That's no. not how it works. No. How would you eat a, a raw, a, an underdeveloped grape? That no, but maybe oaks only want one percent THC. No, no, that's but maybe the other things the strain, are relevant. Then you find the strain and you grow it to its full potential. That it gives you the full profile. That it gives you everything. You want to appreciate an apple for a fully grown apple or a. I'm all about but the full. I, I understand what you're saying. Not even about that though. point. I can tell you why. Because. I can tell you why. You'll get a harvest that's done prematurely. Mm. So it's clear trichomes. Mm. So it'll be more of a cerebral high yeah. and very short lived. Yeah. Um, anxiety for me, like crazy, absolute anxiety. Really? Look, I heard something thing. that someone said that yeah. they must make dabs. When you make dabs and that, pull it early. And it, yeah, pull it early. But take that's it, what you're saying. Take yeah. it early. I heard, I heard it on one of the podcasts. It will, it will affect the color of your end product. Yeah. But is color worth product quality well, but people yeah, are yeah, like that yeah, people <laughs> are like that it's the same as the gold papers well, let, me, let me explain to you I mean I went I went when I was in Ella I wish I knew yeah. what, what that bar was that I went to and they had they gave you it was it was white dabs that had no flavor and you then take the terpene and you take the terpenes and you hmm. dip it into the terpenes and then it, yeah. whatever it is that you're smoking was a what isolates. It, yeah. yeah, isolates. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. isolates. Yeah, and it's it. into terps. Yeah. yeah, and then the, you actually get a little drip and you drip it on there. And I was like, yeah, we, I had, we had them here. Yeah, yeah. The blueberry, and I was like, ah, cut. I was like, tasty. Yep. Yeah. That tastes like blueberry. You know, when you make like a big batch of, well, when we had like this, quite a Let bit of this. Is this yours? Guys, we, let's actually, for yours? a minute, we're coming into uh, land real soon. Okay. So, what dab are we dealing with here, Dan? What is this, the situation? This is a wax. That is like, yeah, that's waxed out pretty well. It's got quite, a, from what I can see, it looks like there's. Just butane? Yes. That was butane from what I was told, and it's a blue tie. Mm-hmm. And we also got some blue tie bud in the house, mm. right? 
Blue tie, baby. That's, that's, that, that's pretty impressive. I'm gonna that 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 looks very impressive. I like that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know people say there's, there's people that are very kind of like they connoisseurs and they are connoisseur. Yeah, connoisseur. Connoisseur, man. And uh, uh, and then that's you get then you get these bud whores that are just it, you know they have no idea. If it looks smoke. good and it smells good, it's got to be good. And I'm like, yeah, like it's like. You know, the bag appeal is so much more important than the actual. But that's why I no, say 100%. guys will take clear there no, because no, it's, it's it's becomes more about how decadent it is. Oh yeah, but go fuck yourself, actually. You know what I mean? Oh, well, look, in South Africa, most people, from what we see, even with oil, they don't even understand the difference. Like they've realized that the clearer would equal less contaminant. I guess. Well, well that's what they think. Less contaminant. That's what they would think, but that's not the truth. That's not the truth, there. What? That the, clear, uh, you know, the clearer get, the clearer it is, the less contaminated. We're gonna have to start a myth busters like weed busters, where we put this to the test. Because if you had, if you had to do that, <laughs> it's like a butane blast through that, and it was more white. No, no, People are right, looking at it Yeah, it looks so much better. It looks so much better. Must be, because it's see through and it looks like glass. This is the purest, and you could. If you don't know, people will go, yeah. No, but shadow yeah, yeah. would be as opposed to a wax. I and mean, then you're still sitting with all the lipids. That's exactly yeah. This is just a, in there. This is a trim batch, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we had trim batch, I'll make clear. I mean, it's not about the. Obviously, it is. It's about good the equipment is, that you use to pull it. Sugar leaf, we, fuck, that's all we use. No one uses bud. Hmm. Okay, quickly, glass, guys, before we yeah. come into land, uh, let's go around the table. So, Dan, if you were to say how long to chop till a person can smoke the bud. From from chopping harvest. Yeah, from harvest. How long should they dry till they can smoke? Jeez, if you're greedy, ten days. Yeah. But if you if you're not, I would I would hmm. say at least three to four weeks, five weeks, four weeks is good. If you can hold out that long, it'll taste really good. It really will. Sure. I'm a I'm a. But I'm anywhere a between yeah. minimum say two and a half weeks, you can then sort of should tuck into it. <laughs> I would, what do you write, eh? Yeah, I'll be there. I mean, when you get to a point where you don't have to rush it, sure. Um, you know, the longer it's... Look, it's, there's pros and cons. Mm. You really want it vacuumed at like three, four weeks. You don't want any more air in there. Um, that's why dispensaries are good. They have a jar, which will close it up, but it's still getting aired all the time, but that jar is going to get fattened in a couple hours. Mm. Um, but your curing, when it's really done... If you've grown this and you've gone through the sweat of eight, ten weeks to grow this thing, I'd wait out another month so it's cured properly. In an ideal yeah, world, yeah. then. Yeah. So if it you want to dry it slow and you want to let it cure and by burping it at least. I mean, you could get away with two and a half, three weeks. Yeah, but know. if it was your like, if in your ideal world, let's say everything's an option now, hmm. how long would That's you expect the bud to have cured before you smoke it? Six weeks is good. Six weeks, you're happy Six with Brandon? Good, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, when I get. But I look at it, I, I know if it's good or bad, I don't know. I just feel it. Owen, oh, your minimum standard? If everything was an option? Jesus, bro, I've smoked it wet. Um, yeah. No, but like, let's indulge There was a time preference? where I did microwave. Your preference, no, your, your, your preference. Your preference is a dry week and then cure like three weeks, two, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of the months situation. <laughs> months. <laughs> no, well, that, I was going to say, a guy that I really, really dug as a grower was a guy called Soma. And he would, he would, he would, yeah, Soma seeds, he would do... Uh, Hey, sometimes up to a year, hey, he would put his whatever he wanted, he would seal it up, and that's what he, he's cured. But the reality like. is, when you're waiting that long, nothing else is really happening. It can only cure to one level, then it's going to be degraded. There we go. So, so you could be sitting, that's another could be sitting thing. With, with a fucking job. <laughs> oh, no, it's three years old. It's three it's years shit. shit. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Absolute shit. I did that. Because you I, can only keep weed for so long. Yeah. Well, so, your terpenes essentially will just go. So you'll literally just have. That's good news. Plant matter with a bit of THC that's degraded because yeah. terpenes don't yeah, equal. You see the flower starts changing color. Yeah, it goes like a brown. brown yeah, yeah. And then it's just, I mean, why do we do And this? it does. It cuts lots you. The longer you keep it, the more it makes you. Yeah, and it gets like I wine. But guys, I, I think that's it. maybe another situation grow insert thing. Uh, before we come into land, just a shout out uh, on Facebook. There's the Neisner Cannabis Action Group. They're doing a Human Rights Day march on the 21st of March. So that's basically next week it's all on facebook we'll put the link in the thing but basically neisner got hit with this raid and people are there are getting a bit hurtful about it so please if you can go support them rock up it's a really great crowd i hear it's pretty tough out there the cops are still pretty pretty brutal but please go support hey i don't think any of us will be down there because we're all in d-day mode hey yeah d-day mode Yep, D-Day's coming up. D-Day's going to be good. 
Thomas, he's going to be back in LA. What, yeah, what are, you, what are you doing on D-Day? No, he's back in LA. No, no. Well, D-Day is like every day. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't there no like celebration, no festival? No. 20th. What, 420 in, in LA, yeah, yeah, so you celebrate every day. Well, 420 every fucking day is a celebration. Yeah, yeah, we also, but I'm saying, like, we do, we're doing the 420 festival. Obviously, it's something that we do here. Oh, there's so, I wouldn't know. There's just too many. There's just, yeah, it's just every every other dude wants to hold a festival about 420, and they've just, whoever's got the biggest sponsors, and whoever's got Burner, and there's coffee hangouts, there's uh, man hitters, there's uh, there's fucking, yeah, there's way too many. Yeah, I think in LA, it's 420, 27. Good one, buddy. He um, feels he's been waiting so long to bring that on. He's like, I'm waiting for that moment, and there it is. There's a big wait. Grab it, buddy. Good one, uh, folks. Thank you very much for join, uh, joining us. Please check out D Day, it's coming up. It's gonna be dank. You know, it's dad bar, seed oaks, munchies, wow. edibles, and Mary Java will be there with coffee. MJ Cafe in the house, they're gonna be representing like share things. But please check out the links, please support guys. Thank you for being here. Anything you feel like we need to support punt projects or should we just shh out of here? Right out of here, bro. Out of here. Okay. Well, when, when they 